0: I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today, we're going to talk about what women really need. There are so many misconceptions out there for what Christian women need to hear and what kind of messages and books and events will really reach their heart. And one of the reasons that this topic has been on my mind lately is because we have our 10th annual Set Apart Conference coming up June 7th and 8th, 2019, or you can actually tune in anywhere you are via simulcast. So we'd love to have you join us for that. And I want to share with you a little bit about the history of this conference because it has been going for 10 years. And I remember the first year that we hosted it, I was nine months pregnant with my daughter, Abby, who's now turning 10 in June. So that was a very interesting conference being that pregnant, but the grace of God was there. And it was a really powerful weekend. But the story behind this conference really started back in my own walk with God when I really began to wonder what true Christianity was all about. And I was reading a book that Elizabeth Elliott wrote about the life of Amy Carmichael, who's one of my missionary heroes. It was the first time I learned about her life. And Elizabeth Elliott made a comment in Amy's biography, where she said, The preoccupations of young women don't really seem to change much from generation to generation. It's always their looks, their clothes, and their social life. But in every generation, there seem to be a few who make other choices, and Amy was one of the few. And that phrase, one of the few, really, really captured my heart. And I began to pray and say, God, I don't want to waste my life on clothes and fashion and my social life and my dating life and all these frivolous things that other young women get caught up in. I want to live a life that really counts for you. And from that point on, God really began to show me what it meant to not just fit him into my life but to build my life around him and that's where the vision for the set apart conference came about and Several years into my ministry for young women, I began to really be burdened to offer women messages that would draw them into a deep, intimate relationship with Christ, not just tickle their ears, not just encourage them for a weekend, not just sort of entertain them, but messages that would really challenge them at the depths of their soul to surrender everything to Jesus Christ and to decide to become among the few in their generation who would truly live a radically given life for him. There are a lot of misconceptions today in the Christian world, I believe, about what will really reach a woman's heart, whether it's how to host a women's event, how to have a women's retreat, how to host a Bible study for women, what kind of books and messages women need to hear. And I want to go through some of the common misconceptions because I feel that after the past 20 years of speaking at so many women's events and being involved in women's ministry, I've seen a lot of fluff come out of the Christian world directed towards women instead of depth, and my heart for the Set Apart Conference and really this podcast and everything that we do at Set Apart Girl is to offer true spiritual depth that will really feed a woman's soul and not just tickle her ears, and so these are things that I've had to wrestle through and take before the Lord and study the word to say, Lord, what is your desire to speak to today's women. The first misconception that I want to look at, and I've heard this a lot from speakers and publishers and people who are involved in women's ministry, is this. Women are too burdened with their own struggles to be challenged with deep spiritual truth. There's this idea that because women have a lot of maybe abuse in their past or hurt in their past or just struggles in their current life, whether it's a marriage struggle or struggles with loneliness or insecurity, etc., that the, it's the wrong approach to challenge them with deep spiritual truth. And that's only going to make them feel more inferior and burdened and weighed down by, you know, this deep, challenging message. And I really think that this mentality is one of the reasons that the modern church often is very weak and shallow. Because if you think about it, Christian women hold a lot of influence over the kind of books and music and messages that are impacting the church today because we are the main purchasers of Christian products we're the biggest participants in Christian events I've heard so many publishers and other leaders of you know manufacturers of any kind of Christian products say if we can get women interested in our product if we can get today's women to buy the product we know that it will be successful so therefore a lot of what's being published and produced is geared towards Towards what people think Christian women want. And I've heard a lot of leaders say that today's Christian women are too emotionally delicate to be challenged with serious gospel truth or maybe too busy and distracted to digest messages with deep spiritual substance. So the church as a result is overflowing with shallow Christian fluff. A lot of people call it Christian fluff, and I think that's a good name for it. And it waters down the gospel and it leaves women feeling spiritually empty. And I've used some examples of this before, but I do remember one specific example that always comes to mind when we're talking about this. A publisher wanted to publish a Bible that would reach Christian teen girls. And so they made it into a Bible zine, sort of like a teen fashion magazine that was also a Bible, because they thought, well, teen girls aren't going to actually pick up the Bible and read it. So if we blend a lot of articles on fashion and dieting and guys and dating tips and makeup tips, then maybe we can get them to read the Bible. And that's such a good example of the mentality that I'm talking about here. Women today just cannot handle any uh, deep. They have to have shallow in order to, to be interested. But it causes me to ask the question, what if we as Christian women truly became serious about our pursuit of Jesus Christ? What if we became broken over our sin desperate for undiluted truth, and willing to radically follow Jesus Christ with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Just imagine how modern Christianity could change if we simply said, we don't want shallow, we want depth, and began to crave that and go after that. It's amazing to think that the entire direction of the modern church could be impacted by our choices as Christian women today because so much of what's being produced is geared towards Christian women. The reality is that there is so much more to Christianity than what a lot of us are experiencing today. There is more to intimacy with Jesus Christ than what a lot of us have discovered. There's more to being a believer in Jesus than just adopting a few Christian morals and being a part of a Christian social club that we call church you there is more to the Christian life than what a lot of leaders are preaching and publishers are publishing. Now, not everyone really appreciates hearing there is more because it implies that we need to change, that we as modern Christians are not necessarily where God wants us to be. And it means we can't live in mediocrity and give lip service to Christ. That's where a lot of Christians are at today. Over the past 20 years working with Christian women, I've really encountered two kinds of believers. There are those who are content to just just remain comfortably where they are and put a Christian label over their life. And then there are those who have a holy discontent. They long for something deeper. And if you're one that has longed for something deeper, you're dissatisfied with just going through the motions of Christianity, it means that you want the real thing. You want true Christianity. You don't merely want to draw near to Christ with your words. You actually desire a very real, passionate, daily, vibrant relationship with him and you want to experience the joy, the peace, the victory, the faith, and the power that we see promised in scripture to those who believe. The only way to experience that kind of victorious Christianity is to come away from shallow, mediocre living and encounter the depths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is not meant to be an easy, ear-tickling message that lets you stay comfortably where you are. It's actually meant to take you somewhere, to push you to greater depths of intimacy with Christ and pull you towards greater heights of spiritual triumph. And the only way to experience true freedom joy, and fulfillment is to exchange sin and compromise and mediocrity for a set-apart, Christ-consumed life. And I believe that we do Christian women a great disservice by keeping Christian books, music, and messages shallow and comfortable. Because we have to remember that there is no struggle or problem or challenge or issue that the gospel of Jesus Christ can't address and provide a solution for. A lot of women fall into the trap of believing they have a special situation because of the unique things that they've walked through and that the gospel can't really be applied to their lives in all of its fullness and power. It's easy to assume that if we've been through something extreme, you know, abuse or extreme heartache in some way, then we're entitled to a special version of truth, maybe seasoned with a few sympathetic words like, don't worry, God knows your situation is unique. You can't be expected to apply biblical truth to your life the way other people do. But when we play that special circumstances card, we're creating a makeshift excuse not to take Jesus Christ at his word. Because again, there is no situation that the power of the cross cannot permeate and transform, and there is no wound that his cleansing blood cannot heal. In fact, the more extreme the circumstances, the more opportunity for his supernatural grace to be demonstrated in all its life-changing power. If you study Christian history, you'll see that the gospel spreads like wildfire whenever the most destitute and notorious people, people who are known for their hopelessness or their sin, have been radically changed by the power of the cross. In all of the great revivals, people were drawn to the gospel when they saw alcoholics forsake their addictions, and prostitutes begin to live in purity, and men who used to abuse their wives and children begin to choose truly become amazing husbands and fathers, they saw the power of the gospel at work. If the message of the cross can offer such amazing freedom and triumph for people in those situations, why can't it do the same for us? So we need to come away from this idea that women cannot handle deep spiritual truth. In reality, the depths of the gospel is what will truly bring them the hope, the victory, and the freedom that their hearts are longing for. Another misconception today is that women need a self-esteem boost in order to gain the confidence they are seeking. So a lot of times, these two misconceptions will go together. Women need shallow, easy messages, and women need a self-esteem boost. And if you've ever been to a typical Christian women's event, you'll often see a lot of those two misconceptions blended together. Shallow messages blended with a lot of self-esteem. And it might Produce an emotional high for a couple of days, but it doesn't actually give them the lasting confidence and freedom in their soul that they are truly seeking. So let's take a look at this. Today's beauty and fashion industries promote a truly impossible standard for a feminine beauty. Basically, the message is if you don't look like a swimsuit model, you're not good enough. And probably all of us have felt that message from the culture in one form or another. And consequently, many of us as women are left feeling very insecure. And to combat this rampant problem of insecurity, self-esteem is the message that seems like the perfect solution. I mean, if little girls can learn to love themselves regardless of whether society applauds them, then maybe they won't struggle with low self-esteem and the poor choices that come from that attitude as they grow older. And if women can learn to feel good about themselves regardless of their appearance or their personal failures, then they won't wallow in self-condemnation and bring their marriages and family down in the process and I do agree that It's so true that that girls and women need to be set free from that cultural pressure that is all around us, but self-esteem isn't actually the biblical solution. As we've talked about on other podcasts, learning how to love and feel good about ourselves isn't going to help us overcome insecurity at the depths of our soul. It is important to understand how precious we are in God's sight. We are so valuable to him that he gave his only son to rescue us. We should value our lives because we are made in the image of God and we are his creation. And the Bible says that his love for us is truly unfathomable. As Christian women, we are daughters of the king. We are redeemed and made into royalty through the work of the cross. So that reality needs to be firmly established in our soul. But when we make feeling good about ourselves a focal point in our lives, we're taking our eyes off Christ and the good news of the gospel and we're becoming consumed with self. Scripture tells us that we are not to have confidence in ourselves, but in Christ only, says that in Philippians 3.3. And Paul goes so far as to say that he counts all his personal accomplishments as rubbish compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. That's from Philippians 3.8. Jesus does not mince words on this point either. He says if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Now it may seem hard to believe that self denial instead of self esteem is actually the solution to to insecurity. But think about this, when you let self fade into the background, and when you become consumed with Jesus Christ, your insecurities melt away because you no longer look to yourself, your own merit, talent, beauty, or uniqueness to find confidence. You learn how to find your confidence in who he is rather than in who you are. I love this quote from Ian Thomas. He captured it so well when he said this, the Christian life can be explained only in terms of Jesus Christ. And if your life is Christian can still be explained in terms of you, your personality, your willpower, your gift, your talent, your money, your courage, your scholarship, your dedication, your sacrifice, or your anything, then, although you may have the Christian life, you are not yet living it. And Charles Spurgeon also echoed that same truth when he said, If a soul has any beauty, it is because Christ has endowed that soul with his own. For in ourselves, we are deformed and defiled. There is no beauty in any of us, but what our Lord has worked in us." As women, so often through Christian messages were led to believe that we all have beauty within us and that if we could only learn how to love ourselves just the way we are, we would be confident and happy. But the reality is, as Spurgeon so straightforwardly said, we do not possess any beauty or goodness of our own accord. And that's made very clear throughout scripture. The only beauty or merit we can ever have is Jesus Christ and his loveliness will come shining through our lives once self is out of the way. As we've talked about many times before in this podcast, John the Baptist's example says, I must decrease so that he would increase. Rather than trying to build up our self-esteem and feel good about ourselves, which actually doesn't produce lasting confidence, we need to let all thoughts of self fade into the background. Because to deny ourselves, according to the biblical pattern, literally means to lose sight of ourselves and our own interests. We'll only gain lasting security When we look away from ourselves and toward Jesus Christ, remember the question, who am I is not nearly as important as the question, who is he? So many messages for Christian women today focus on that question, who am I? I want to know who I am. I want to find out what makes me unique. I want to discover my destiny, et cetera. But when we take our eyes off self and focus on Jesus Christ, it's amazing how that question, who am I, is automatically answered when our eyes are fixed upon him. Now, there are two different ways that we can fall into that trap of focusing on self instead of Christ. Sometimes the enemy will stroke us with pride, whispering flattering words about how special and important we are, and encouraging us to celebrate our uniqueness and our beauty. And this is happening in and through a lot of Christian books and messages today. A lot of us have probably heard messages that lead us to believe that when we are noticed and applauded, Christ will be glorified through our lives. A popular book for Christian women that was really big quite a number of years ago literally said, live to your glory and inhabit your own beauty and let self flash off frame and face. Those were direct quotes from this Christian book. But this attitude of focus on self and let everybody see self, it produces a woman who is self-confident rather than Christ-confident. She may have self-esteem, but it's drawing her security from within instead of from him. And when others encounter a woman like this, they're going to notice her and not Jesus. She might talk a lot about Jesus, but her focus is on herself. If you have fallen into that trap and have a tendency to think highly of yourself or just focus too much on self, I encourage you to take some time to meditate upon the incredible humility of Jesus Christ. And in our last podcast, we talked about the amazing meekness of Christ and how he wants to work that quality of meekness within us. Ask God to work that same amazing quality of humility and meekness within you. Be willing to take a step back from any area of your life that you are finding your identity outside of Christ. It could be what you're doing on social media, trying to draw attention to yourself. It could be how you act when you're with other people, etc. cetera. When your focus becomes knowing Christ and making him known, rather than being applauded for your gifts, you will truly be free from insecurity and have a confidence that doesn't come from yourself. It's a confidence that comes from having denied self and where your agenda is to just point eyes to Jesus Christ. On the flip side, if the enemy can't get us to take that bait of pride, he'll often hit us with accusation and discouragement, and that's the one I'm definitely prone to. In his goal in this is to turn our eyes away from Jesus Christ and onto our own shortcomings. Satan loves to see us become consumed with our own failures and place more confidence in our own weaknesses than the power of Christ to forgive and transform us. But we need to remember that when we are in Christ, we have access to the throne room of grace, not on our own merit or skill or talent or the ability to be perfect, but simply because we are clothed in his righteousness. We can meditate upon his perfection rather than dwelling on all our imperfections. I usually turn to the Psalms to help me with this, especially the ones that focus on the majesty, glory, perfection, and faithfulness of our amazing God. Some great ones are Psalm 29, 96, and 103. So if you tend to wallow in insecurity and self-accusation, I encourage you to take some time to meditate on his perfection, like reading the Psalms, like we just talked about, and focusing on who he is. Ask him to turn your eyes away from your own mistakes and onto his incredible strength, power, and holiness, and remember that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The bottom line is that God desires for us to learn how to esteem Jesus Christ and not ourselves. When he is in his rightful place in our hearts and lives, insecurity will be replaced with a confidence that cannot be shaken because it's in him. Those are two very key messages for today's women. And over the last 10 years at our Set Apart Conference, that's what we've really focused on is how to get eyes off self and onto Jesus Christ and how to replace shallow mediocrity with the true depths of the gospel. And I know for me, every year, it is such an important reminder because these truths are not things that you just learn once and then you're good. These are things you have to be reminded of on a continual basis. And it's been such a refining process for my own soul to continually meditate on these core messages year after year. Every year for the Set Apart Conference, God puts a theme on my heart. So the messages, the core messages are always the same, but the application is different every single year. And this year our theme is unashamed, standing boldly with Jesus in such a time as this. Two of the sessions that I'm very excited about sharing this year is our Friday night session, first of all, which is going to be talking about how to be unashamed in living out true Christianity. In the generation in which we live, even when you encounter people and situations that are not supportive of your set apart life, I know so many women struggle with this, even within their own families and their own circles of Christian friends, people mocking them, reviling them, maybe not understanding their commitments. So we're going to be looking at how to stand boldly for truth in a loving and Christ-centered way. And then on Saturday morning, we're going to be talking about how to overcome shame through the power of the cross. And this is another session I'm so excited about because so many of us are carrying around baggage from the past and don't really feel the freedom to step forward into the set apart Christ-centered life we're called to live because we're carrying around all of this guilt and shame over past mistakes and we're not sure how to be set free from that. Modern messages will often point us to self-esteem and self-love and self-expression to overcome shame, sort of like the be you boldly, you know, be yourself and let the world deal with it, those kinds of messages. But really, the only way to be set free from that kind of shame is through the power of the cross. So we're going to be looking at that and what that means in a very practical way. So I hope you can join us for this year's Set Apart Conference. Again, it's June 7th and 8th in Windsor, Colorado at our beautiful Ellerslie campus, or you can register for a simulcast and stream the conference anytime throughout 2019 but there is a deadline to register so please visit us at setapartgirl.com to learn more i pray you have a blessed and christ-centered week